Welcome all, welcome all to the Bumblecast, to the Bumblecast. Days brought a lot of trade action going around. Players moving from team to team, um, just like they are in real life here. So we're we're a few weeks out from the NFL draft, and then the ball really gets rolling on our side. So we had that spurt of trades, about you know a little more than a, a dozen trades in a, in about a month's time. That's a perfect spot to kind of look after or look at what has gone in the league between the uh the end of the super bowl and you know right about now so with all those trades going down um kind of take a take a little bit of a step back and see what the teams are doing that are involved and uh kind of our outlook for them um also if anybody has not gone onto the site yet do so and you have to get set up with the uh, the new login system that they have there. Just if you happen to use MFL for multiple leagues, it's just kind of a single uh, sign-on uh, process on there. So you just sign on once, and then you don't have to sign on to any other league that you uh, use on MFL. Uh, there's also most of the stuff that they were talking about was just going to be back-end infrastructure uh, kind of things there where... Uh, on game days, you're not going to have the site slow down or site crashes that they've had for years and years. One point of note, I don't know if everybody else gets these messages or emails that I do, if it's just something that the, uh, the commissioner gets, but MFL is uh, going to have another small um, downtime for their, for their site. Uh, I think it's maybe a day, maybe two days um, that they're going to, do on this one they anticipate or they want to get it done before the nfl draft in late april that's about five well oh, i got it on the site about 38 days from now is the nfl draft so there might be another system outage where they you know whatever the fuck they do move over more servers or <clears throat> put more wires in or just it, it, if it makes it go faster it's great what i was kind of hoping was that they were going to have more graphic stuff that we could use um, on the bottle site. I I hired somebody to kind of design the site that you see here, but um, a lot of the other stuff that they use in terms of menus and fonts and drop down boxes and I mean there's there's a lot of site the way that the site is configured that it's been the same since we started using them in 2005 2004, and a lot of people have complained for years and years that the site although it's endlessly customizable um, still lags behind ESPN Yahoo all the the big sites in terms of just visually you know how nice it looks the aesthetics and everything on there so if they got some different skins going or some different options for how the site looks that would be something that I was 
would be pleased by. I was hoping that they were going to do that this time around, but right now it's just some backend stuff, uh, the single site logon, and, and hopefully just making it a quicker, easier uh, experience so it doesn't crash as much. Uh, a lot of stuff I'm sure customized for mobile you know, phones and iPads and all that shit. But uh, from my perspective, nothing much has changed after the first downtime. After the second, we'll offer something a little bit uh, more surface appealing because that's all I'm concerned about is the surface, right? I don't care anything else about you, just how you look. Um, but anyways, back to the trades. So we had a, a crap load of trades go down. And really, I mean, it, you don't need me to tell you about it. You know, we're four years starting on our fourth year on this if anybody spends any time um reading fantasy sites listening to to fantasy sites uh, or podcasts and anything dynasty intensive you've got to always stay moving on it it's it is kind of you know it's very much like the stock market and they got to be able to pivot buy low sell high hopefully but sell at a time where you're uh you know getting some sort of a profit out of it if you're not trading, if you're not logging, if you're not checking up on what other people are doing, if you're not set up to at least get emails when somebody makes a, a waiver move, or I mean, I, I'm sure everybody's set to get emails if they if they get a trade proposal, right? But if a trade proposal is made and it just sits out there and sits, you know, it, it's you're not you're not helping yourself out at all, especially in Dynasty. You've got to be ready to move uh when an opportunity presents itself and you know even even if the move is to decline something that shows you know interest and and, and enough uh involvement that it, you, you're going to be more likely to get more trade proposals if people know that even if the person says no he's going to be responding in you know a few hours to you know a day or a day and a half if you get the trade proposal and you need time to think about it or you want to take that proposal and shop it around to other teams, you know, if you think that hey, this guy's interested in player X that I really didn't think was going to be of much interest at all, I wonder if other people are, are feeling like they might be interested in, in him as well, shop that pick around, shop the offer around, see what you can get. But at least go back to the person that made that offer to you and let them know hey i received this i i'm i'm working on it uh, think about it. just give me some time or whatever and the guy can say sure or the guy can say i'm only giving you a day to think about it i mean all these trade proposals have a, a deadline that I, I set up i think it's a week on there but just don't let it expire yeah and and if you do refuse trades what i'm gonna what i'm gonna do i won't tell i'm loathe to, to be told by other people what to do so i really try not to do it myself i, I do apologize if i am um, i'm going to try to get better at even if i get an offer that i don't like and it's like an instant decline i'm going to start <clears throat> putting on the notes in there you know why i'm declining it and i'm not just going to be silent about it i'll just get some dialogue going and especially since i know you shithead so um we can get some some uh, notes. You can get some feedback on a proposal, and that hopefully helps um, 
stimulate some other trade talks proposals or conversely it can you know stop the um, over lo overload of, of trade proposals on a guy that you're not going to trade whatsoever um, you can yeah most everybody that I have I, I always say that all my guys are for sale I, I will never say a person is untradeable but uh, if you get feedback from me some of my feedback might be you've got to you know you got to give me the the godfather offer to get a certain player away uh, you know don't don't be bringing anything that's that just might get by that you think you're going to open up with you got really overwhelmed from the from the word go on it um but just be active you know we've, we've got a everybody i think has made at least one trade now which is great i mean it's that's excellent to see i hope it was fun to do um and let's just keep it going because it's it's you know car it's like being in, in in on the freeway you know people are, are passing you up people that are making trades are generally you know if you're going to be making 10 trades or 50 trades or 100 trades it's your shotgun theory like when you're dating you know and you try to you know say some corny line to somebody you know the person that that has no conscience on it only needs to hit it once you know once out of ten times you get shot down nine times but the tenth time works hey you know he's, he's ahead of the game on there same kind of thing with trading <clears throat> even when it doesn't work out perfectly um, you know you can you, if you're an active trader people know that you're tr you're into trading and, and you're constantly involved and you're constantly on the site you can pivot yourself out of a situation uh, that you don't want to be in case in point and and I'll, I'll pull one that that I ate shit on uh, you know I <laughs> is anybody who has done anything sports related or game related or something you don't really remember the the wins as much as you remember the, the ones that you screwed up the losses on there so I had Lamar Miller I, I think I drafted Lamar Miller initially and the way that each coaching staff was using or failing to use him was driving me up the fucking wall. And he'd sit there, and Lamar Miller would come out of the game. He'd start off the game, you know, 10 rushes for 85 yards in the first half. Maybe he'd even have a touchdown, something like that. And you're sitting there, or I'm sitting there going, yeah, no, this is, this is great. This is wonderful. They're going to run him into the ground. And then I can't tell you how many games it was where he'd open up with that 10 for 80 or 10 for 85, and you'd go back and the, the, the full game would be then 14 rushes for 93 yards, 15 rushes for 102 yards or something like that. Each coaching staff would seemingly forget that even existed in the second half and these were games that the Dolphins were ahead of I mean I want to get you know have Brian talk about this Birdman is a Dolphins fan and it I can't even imagine it was I was screaming at the wall when they they kept bringing in oh god I can't remember the other guy's name uh oh shit Dan Daniel Daniel Thomas, something like that, some freaking scrub, or Gillisley, or you know, th th 
throw the ball, Tannehill throw the ball 35 times in the second half. It was ridiculous. And I can't, I could not, for the life of me, understand what the shit was going on. So the, um, I can't remember the, the coaching head coach that was there before, um, oh God, the guy from the Packers. Um, anyways, <clears throat> so you had, you had coaching staff after coaching staff, Philbin, Philbin was the one that, I mean, I thought before last year that Philbin was going to get fired. And I thought one of the main reasons was not only did he look, he looks like an econ professor or something. He looks like a guy who sells car insurance that they would not get the ball to Lamar Miller. And so I was like, oh, well, they'll, they'll fire Philbin. This guy's obviously, he, he's, you know, an okay offensive coordinator. He came from the Packers, uh, worked with Rodgers. He's got, he's got bona fides being an O coordinator, but cannot game manage to save his life. And they brought him back last year. And I remember posting something, I think probably on like Pro Football Talk or a, a thread on ESPN or something like that. And I go, I, you know, I don't care about the Dolphins one way or another, but I feel really, really bad for any Dolphin fan that you, you basically are wasting another year of your life. You're burning a year of your life having Philbin be brought back uh, to coach. And it was just, it was just the most absurd thing in the world. And and sure enough, the same shit goes on where Lamar starts off hot, catches a lot of passes. He's you know, true. He's shown himself to be a three down back, you know, just huge threats. Remember that Cincinnati game? He just had the, the a crazy uh, run. Um, and he looped through like seven or eight guys, and then at the end, he he, he had a breakaway touchdown and he ran back into. Uh, a defender who was trailing him for some reason and, and uh, didn't didn't score on the play, but the the talent that that he has just shone through. It was just, it just burned through the the TV set. You could see it. And it was it was I saw it. It was like God damn! I, I drafted this guy. He's ready to go. You know this guy's my my stud. And once Philbin was brought back. And I was like, ah, shit, okay. That started burning me out. And uh, then Philbin and, and the Dolphins kept using Lamar Miller like that again. And I just I just got so frustrated. I was just so over it that uh, one day I um, logged in and saw a trade proposal and came in from um, – Garbage, and so he's just like, uh, sorry, my computer's acting up here. Okay, um, but Lamar Miller for Demarco Murray, and I was just like, fine, that's fine. I, I don't see any any difference, you know, any different outcomes for Lamar Miller's future. And I was thinking, and it was with the third coaching staff at that point. Philbin finally got fired. Uh, they brought in Dan Hennig. I remember who the guy was, the the former player, the big old pro wrestling looking guy. Um, and they used Miller the same way. Every, with every new coaching staff is just sitting there going, okay, the, you know, finally we're going to get the Lamar Miller that we've been promised. We're going to get the guy that, that we needed. And, you know, the third coaching staff, 
same shit. So okay, they've got it. <laughs> they got to know something that I don't know. I'm holding on to, to Miller. I don't know what other trade proposals I had that I had turned down. Uh, and Demarco Murray, okay, you know, uh, bell cow going to Chip Kelly's offense, um, and and. Right? No, I'm sorry. It was it was the middle of the season, so I was like, all right, he's getting some work in there. Hadn't started off um, real great, and and but I thought that the turnaround was there. The the talent was there. The usage probably was there with all the plays that they could get, and even with Ryan Matthews there. Okay, it's it's Demarco Murray. Uh, we can squeeze a couple of, of seasons out of him, <clears throat> especially for a guy that's constantly disappointing me, like Lamar Miller. So turned around and traded off uh, uh, Murray for Miller, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Demarco Murray had a terrible season last year. Um, Ryan Matthews, obviously a, a, a superior talent in that situation uh, in in Philadelphia uh, over Demarco. So once um, Mayer came in. A few weeks ago, yeah, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, maybe. And uh, let me go on transaction history here. Demarco Murray, so traded him. Oh, February first, so almost two months ago. Um, I same kind of thing with uh, Lamar Miller. It's just like uh, I, I got to, I got to cash out. I'm losing on this stock. I, I in my estimation, I think it's still going to be a loser, uh, no matter where he was going to go. Uh, so I cashed out for the uh, 2.04 at that time and and moved uh, DeMarco Murray. So if I had stood Pat, then I would have had Lamar Miller uh, in his new situation in Houston. Uh, but I, I like I like the the juice of it, the the excitement of it. So that's one where I absolutely bid it. But there are trades that I've come out ahead on in in my estimation um they're not too hard to to find you can go through the transaction list and see kind of the same thing for um anybody's uh team and and maybe that'll be a project if i can figure out some way to write a bit more concisely about it um kind of go through each team's um you know uh, transactions that i mean at the at the time and then with some distance now time-wise see was that a good move was that a bad move did you you know find this diamond in the rough did you overpay did you underpay it's it's fun to do it and you know nobody takes it too seriously so i i hopefully can do that although i have a feeling that um time is going to get shorter as uh my kid gets closer and closer but um maybe when i'm on paternity leave and the uh child is sleeping 23 hours a day peacefully without a sound i'll have uh, plenty of time to write or do these uh podcasts yes i'm joking <laughs> i know it's the world is going to be absolutely upside down and i can't wait but uh i know it's going to be a lot different so <laughs> just it was just a joke not a problem um so to summarize just stay active with trades if you get into it it's it's fun yeah you'll you'll love it and uh i just think that a few teams are gonna kind of get back into the swing of things maybe in july or august and sit there and go oh 
shit. You know, they they're not uh, not ready to go, or or you know maybe they pushed off for for a couple of years uh, to the back end. But you gotta if you're playing for now, or if you're building up for the future, you got to be doing one or the other on there. If you're doing neither, then you're gonna um, kind of put yourself at the mercy of everybody else's skill and movement both now and later um so those are r relatively well-regarded strategies on there is, is to you'd be going for the gusto now or know that you can't contend right now and just be building for the future you know selling off or, or moving um valuable pieces uh for younger pieces draft picks and um to to uh, we have no better example than Mike uh, to see what Mike has done with K Gun. Initially was just like holy shit! I don't know if he knows exactly that we if we pay out <laughs> the big pot in the fourth year or not. Um, but what I see from Mike is is a guy that uh, figured out what Laney was in pretty quick and um, committed to the to the uh build for the future to the rebuild on there and is stocked with picks and young talent um one of which is throwing them for a little bit of a loop but we can get into that in a bit so i mentioned uh lamar miller and and in terms of thinking like stocks on there so there are a few guys that over the past couple weeks with free agency um I would say that in my opinion, their, their value definitely went, if not through the roof, much, much higher than what the uh, team that was holding them before figured out. And, and there's, you know, there are some free agents here <clears throat> that got picked. Well, there's one free agent that got picked up on there. Uh, one guy that's sitting on a taxi squad anyways, but Lamar Miller, this offseason going from the uh, the Miami shithole to Houston. And I heard somebody mention, I've heard it mentioned a couple times that Bill O'Brien runs the ball more than any other coach. I think they've been the top running team the last two years or two out of the last three years, something like that. I've got to assume that Miller's going to get everything he can handle. And Garbridge has just got to be, you know, grinding his hands together, licking his chops to uh, uh, see what Mr. Miller's going to be giving him this year. I, I kind of prodded around and, and saw, and I was trying to, to gauge uh, Birdman's value on Miller, uh, maybe try to see if he'd be available for a trade for a player or two. Uh, got shot down pretty quickly so i think uh uh brian is is all in on lamar but you know he's definitely in the conversation for you know top five running back uh dynasty running back absolutely he turns 25 <clears throat> in a couple of months i believe um so he's got quite a few you know more seasons hopefully ahead of him and uh he's not one of those guys that runs in the line all the time he's, he's a very proficient pass catcher so he doesn't always take the um 
big hits that uh, you know the 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 grinders do the Adrian Petersons and, and of the world and the uh, Todd Gurley's and all that all that stuff. Uh, another couple of guys that were interesting as they one of them moved around during free agency. Uh, C.J. Anderson and Ryan Matthews. Both of these guys are on fully torqued, uh, Mr. Taylor's football team right now. Uh, Anderson becomes the guy in Denver uh, as Ronnie Hillman, who is on my roster as a free agent and didn't look too hot down the stretch. I kind of anticipated Hillman earning more of a third down role. And looks like, especially if you watched in the Super Bowl, that uh, Anderson is they're comfortable with him being the the guy so he was going to go to Miami they initially signed him to that offer sheet and it looked like it was going to be C.J. Anderson splitting time with J.H.I.E. and vice versa Um, to Denver's credit Elway realized or Elway's credit Elway realized that uh, he kind of tendered him with the wrong offer or he failed to tender him uh, with even a minimal uh, offer there so he wound up paying more much much more than he would have had he just tendered him with a a second round tender in the first place Uh, but CJ Anderson uh, winds up going back to Denver after uh, being tied to Miami for a couple days last week Um, like I said he has very little competition at this point the draft is going to be interesting because if any team all of a sudden developed a, a ton of holes that they need to fill, it's, it's Denver. Um, so if everything was copacetic, everything stayed the same way, except for maybe like losing Hillman uh, in an alternate universe, um, I could see Denver picking a running back somewhere in the third or fourth rounds to uh, possibly compete with Anderson. At this point, though, they've got so much stuff that they need to um, shore up, uh, especially on the the defensive side, that I I think just a pick for running back would be a luxury at this point in there. So uh, C.J. Anderson very well uh, situated as an RB1 for Foley Torque. Taylor's other guy in there Ryan Matthews just by sitting still um, like I said previously I thought it was pretty apparent that he was much more talented in the Chip Kelly system and maybe overall than DeMarco Murray Um, right now there isn't anybody else there uh, except for Sproles Sproles definitely a third down back but Matthews has exceedingly good receiving skills as well and and could step in if Sproles gets banged up uh, could step in very well into just being you know the full three down work on there again with the situation that uh, similar to what Denver's uh, uh, facing in there if Philadelphia doesn't bring in another running back I would be stunned I'm sure that they're going to be um if not getting somebody in free agency, then definitely drafting somebody. Um, once they moved up in the draft with Miami, uh, they're in prime position for one of the hot rookie guys. If they if they want to go that that uh, ballsy in the first round, 
I, they're going to have some uh, real interesting choices in front of them there. But uh, for now, and I think I think for the course of the season, uh, Taylor will be really happy with the value that Ryan Matthews is getting. And if he decides to to uh, cash out on him, um, definitely will get more of a return than was initially invested into him, um, considering what Matthews was considered to be uh, after his stint in San Diego. Uh, as part of that same do do with the teams in there, Jay Ajayi, member of Stonehenge Foxes under uh, Mr. Milan Shah's ownership there, has a shot to um, get first crack at being the workhorse. With all these teams, I don't think there's, there's much in the way of uh, anybody trying to do the bell cow situation anymore so i i know that miami will bring in somebody they tried to bring in cj anderson so they'll try to get somebody else in there and the the theory with the jay is that is you know his knees are bone on bone already that they're gonna um go out at a certain point in there but if if he can get one or two really solid years out of him it's gonna be these next two um Ajayi was, he was, I believe, before the injury news came out or the, the degenerative news came out on his uh, knees, he was a mid to, to high first round pick considered um, coming in as a rookie out of uh, Boise State. So it'd be interesting. That, that one's, that one, they might just say, hey, you know, fuck it, we're, we're going to run you 300 times. And if your knees go out, your knees go out instead of just, uh, you know, squeezing out your talent a little bit here and a little bit there they might just decide to go for the whole the whole enchilada on there uh golden tate from our resident lions fan sam and uh dildosaurus rex i think um if sam could get calvin johnson back and he would have to give up golden tate and uh you know a, a decent chunk of money or something sam would uh go for that but looks like the curse of the Lions, the fail Lions, again hits another uh, superstar in his just his post prime, but still you know relatively in his in his uh, prime uh, there. Decides to hang him up and walk away. Just can't deal with uh, the losing and uh, the losing and um, the losing. I'd like to think that the uh, the hail mary game was the straw that broke the camel's back maybe it was maybe it wasn't but um you know that that video of uh calvin johnson falling to his knees <clears throat> as he realized that the uh, lions had once again fallen to the packers um was was the uh the thing that did it that that will that will warm my heart uh but uh yeah i know i know i'm gonna have a team that sucks for 40 years so it's it's fine that's all karma um but uh in the meantime sam's got golden tate who was well over 100 catches a few years ago they brought in marvin jones but marvin jones is marvin jones so um that's i i would consider golden tate a legit wide receiver one sam's gonna hold him and um see what he can get out of the gate to to begin the year without Megatron out there, you would normally say, well, we're going to see what happens with Golden Tate experiencing 
uh, full coverage as a, as a wide receiver one. But, yeah, uh, Calvin was injured quite a bit the last couple of years. Tate did have uh, more than a few stretches of seasons where he was the, the main uh, target as a wide receiver and, and has come through uh, exceedingly well um, and on more than, than a, a one occasion. So uh, I think, he, again, I said he's, I think he's a easy wide receiver one. And um, it'd be interesting to see what Dillasaurus Rex does with Golden Tate. Our favorite, whatever the hell, you know, never, uh, never too scared to take on a trade, never too scared to uh, look on the positive side with his team. Los Niners essay wins the Martellus Bennett sweepstakes. Where else, what better place would you want Martellus Bennett to go? Maybe the, the Packers, um, where it could be a tight end. We can we could move Richard Rodgers anywhere else, and Rodgers to uh, Aaron Rodgers to Martellus Bennett as having a legitimate, finally a legitimate uh, number one tight end. Um, too much, too much to dream for. Too much for uh, old uh, Ted Thompson to take on. So Bennett gets traded to the Patriots and. I've heard said that that you know they're they're not considering Bennett to be that type of uh, Aaron Hernandez H back you know type uh, athlete, and he's obviously not. But I don't think he's going to be so much of an inline blocker that he just falls into a distant tight end two behind Gronk. Um, I, I think they're gonna. I think he's very talented, and they're going to find. Uh, nice role for him that we didn't anticipate beforehand. So, um, Hernan was just sitting on Bennett, and I know. I mean, if he would have wound up going to, you know, some play uh, Houston, someplace uh, where there was a, a other some other tight ends in there, some places with not a, a real good um, situation at quarterback. Uh, Hernan wasn't going to sit on him for the, for the whole year. He'd already gone through that with the Aaron Hernandez experiment, and um, instead, we've got uh, you know the the boxes surprise the Belichick boxes surprises in there. Gronk, although he's been healthy, relatively healthy the last couple of years, is you know has been severely injured in the past. Bennett can be a tight end one. Um, and it'll be it'll be situated in the uh, Patriots offense. So this is one thing that is intriguing to begin with, and could be um, very very explosive if Gronk goes down again. I don't want Gronk to go down again, even though he's not on my team. Everybody knows I love Gronk, so I, I want Gronk to be healthy, healthy for a long time. But uh, it, it, the, what they're gonna do, what the Patriots are gonna do with Martellus Bennett. Um, is it makes me nervous as somebody that hates the the Patriots in there. So they always seem to luck out and get these guys. Or they're smarter than everybody else and get these guys for you know next to nothing. And um, like Randy Moss, uh, the Patriots or the Packers could have had him for a third round pick. He goes over to the Patriots and and sets all sorts of records. And you know I'm talking I'm done talking about that. Um, the 
Steelers situation with uh, uh, Martell, sorry, Martavius, Martavis, whatever, Martavis Bryant <clears throat> puts a lot of uh, speculative value on Wheaton and uh, Sammy Coates. And uh, Wheaton is with uh, Stonehenge Foxes, Sammy Coates, sitting on Barking Spiders Taxi Squad at this point on there. Um, Again, speculative. We're going to see one of those two guys emerge as the two opposite Antonio Bryant, uh, the initial scuttlebutt from you know dynasty, uh, fantasy sites is uh, uh, that Sammy Coates is the more promising of the of the two. But I think I th- think they'll they'll kind of let that sort itself out over the uh, the spring and summertime. So Wheaton and Coates, e- e- either one that that. You know, if one is slotted in behind the other, and Pittsburgh is going to be ridiculous this year, uh, adding Ladarius Green and, and just with the weapons that they have and, and Roethlisberger uh, really mastering the system that he's in at this point. Uh, to have either one of those shares uh, of Wheat or Coates is, is a good place to be in. So those those have been some players, or that those are two of the players that have picked up a, a quite a bit of uh, – value in the last couple weeks there some stocks that are fluctuating that we're going to see in the next week or so coming out there rg3 i picked him up uh, as a free agent hoping that he was gonna go someplace other than cleveland and it looks like he's going to go to cleveland so we'll see how that um hammers itself out Never, I, I, I invested a little bit on him in, in an other dynasty league, and uh, he had that brilliant first season, and then uh, the the knee went to shreds. I don't know what you're going to get in Cleveland. It's, it's going to be heavily dependent on the other main fluctuating stock that I could think of. Uh, Josh Gordon, Los Niners SA. Hernan, whatever you want to call him, is hanging a lot of onions on Josh Gordon and a lot of future capital is going to be riding on Josh Gordon, um, not just for Hernan's um, team and how they do this year, but in terms of Hernan's uh, draft slots, which I am now the owner of. So if you get... Gordon coming out there <clears throat> and the word was that they're coming up on I, I guess people thought that once you apply for reinstatement you get a decision within 60 days yay or nay whatever it is um, you at least know about it in two months and yesterday or today was the 60th day and news <laughs> news came out today that they're not moving on on uh, Josh Gordon whatsoever right now. They they're going to make him sit and and there's no word if it's going to come down. And so now the the Browns have put out a thing saying they're they're going forward as if he's not going to be on the roster for the 2016 season, which he's not on the roster now. So they're just prepping to uh, go forward as they're currently uh, constructed. But with Hernan sitting there, uh, having moved out of his Jordy share 
in a in a nice trade to get the uh, 1.02. He still has Kelvin Benjamin, Tyler Lockett, Amendola. Although I don't know if Amendola is coming back or not. Uh, Victor Cruz. God knows what you're going to get from him. Robert Woods from Buffalo. Um, that's his receiving core. So. You put Gordon in there, and then whoever's going to fall to him at 102 should be a plug-and-play uh, type rookie wide receiver, and um, that's that's going to be a, a big deal on there. If you get Gordon back, then you can go Calvin Benjamin, Josh Gordon, Lockett. You can run four wide with uh, the rookie wide receiver. Um, if you don't have Josh Gordon, then your one is going to be the guy coming off of the ACL injury in Carolina, uh, Tyler Lockett, promising uh, wide receiver in Seattle. But you know Seattle, I mean, that's not their preferred style to be throwing the ball all over the place. Um, and, and Lockett's still just a second-year player. Yeah, it's a second year this coming year. So it's still extremely raw, extremely young there. Um, if you know that'd be what he's looking at if uh, Flash Gordon doesn't come back. Um, but those are the two big ones that that have to do with Cleveland. Uh, obviously, fluctuating is T.J. Yeldon was set to be the workhorse in Jacksonville, and then the Jags go and they had a shitload of money to spend. They had more money than God to spend this time around because of the salary cap, and they go and they add Chris Ivory. Uh, I, I see a lot of people, you know, saying that they're disappointed in it. What you going to do? Try to move Yeldon out. Ivory's, you know, 29. Could, you know, it's a five-year contract, but he'll probably do two, maybe three years of it. But it's still two or three years uh, that you're losing off of Yeldon. Personally, I, I don't, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um. Uh, Aaron knows where I'm coming from with it. I don't have to, you know, beat around the bush on there. I, I would buy Yeldon. I'm trying to buy Yeldon in, in my other leagues in there. Um, I don't think the Ivory signing hurts him in, in much of any respect. I, I think that um, Jacksonville's just going towards a system that most teams are, They're just doing a uh, shared backfield split, 66-33, you know, some sort of uh, two to – Two to one uh, break on it, and it might make it might extend his career. It might allow him to be fresher as it goes on. And Chris Ivory could get hurt first game out. He does have a tendency to get uh, banged up, so I wouldn't I wouldn't freak out about it too much. I don't think owners are. I think that you know the first couple of days are like ah shit. You know the, the asset that they kind of worked for, or traded for, or were ready for. Um, got reduced a bit, but I, I don't know anybody that's seriously going to be um, moving out of those shares anytime soon in there. Uh, and then the bad news so far, the the uh, biggest drop, uh, Manziel, no big deal on there. He, quarterbacks are undervalued, but everybody knew he was kind of a train wreck anyways. But uh, Martavis Bryant and uh, Mikey, K-Gun was eagerly anticipating 
what Bryant was going to be bringing to the table this year. And uh, now to have to sit at least a whole year on, you know, taking up a spot on the active roster, I he's got to go talk. To, Mike should go talk to uh, Hernan. Hernan sat there and, and stuck it out with uh, Josh Gordon and, and see – you know, Mike's working on this whole rebuild thing. Every spot is valuable. He's got so many draft picks coming on that he's going to need to start moving players off the roster to make the space for his rookie picks. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, Martavis Bryant, especially since it doesn't sound like it's just uh, pot or, or alcohol or anything. That There's other issues that are going on with uh, depression that – you, know, you can even get done with your, um, not done with, but you can work on your chemical problems and still have this whole other ball of wax that can take you out of the game entirely. You, even if you um, wind up working to eliminate the substances out of out of your life, you can still have the depressive aspect of it sitting there. So. I don't know. It's it's crazy, but people know that this is this is a bit of a different situation than the Josh Gordon one, and it bears uh, bears watching. I, I think Mike will stick it out with him. That's everything that he's told me so far. Um, makes me believe that that uh, Mike isn't going to be moving many time soon. But uh, it would be would be a lie if uh, we were to say that that. Suspension didn't just take a K gun and, and put a baseball bat right in their stomach uh, as far as their forward momentum was going. So might push back their rebuild one more year, at least in the uh, wide receiver position. But um, if Mike changes up and decides to uh, work that asset in a different way, you know, we'll we'll, we'll know. It'll be surprising. So. That's about it. Um, we'll look at it later. We've got a little bit of time until the draft comes up. On the There's a countdown clock on the site now. It says we're about 38 days away. Once we get through March Madness, uh, the uh, draft uh, talk will um, ramp up, definitely. And it's with the with all of the moves that have gone on it's definitely consolidated down k gun has one two three three first round picks los niners sa made the trade with me a couple weeks ago and also like we just said traded off jordy nelson for the 102 so hernan's got the 102 the 111 the 112 mike has the 101 103 and 105 Sam also there with two picks the 107 and 109 so between three teams you've got eight I believe it's eight of the first uh, 12 picks consolidated in three teams so there's going to be some some stocking up Uh, we're going to see K-Gun start to execute the first leg of the uh, the rebuild, the rebuild is finally going to go into action. He's been building the robot for a couple of years now. Now we're going to finally see the robot get up and and start walking a little bit. He also has a shitload of picks in uh, 
next year's draft and then uh, another three first rounders I believe in the uh, 2018 as well that's still two years away those picks can uh, change hands and and probably will um, but that's one of the fun aspects of it to, is to see what happens with them but uh, everybody that knows me saw that I <laughs> traded out almost completely I'm scrolling down here so my first pick comes up at 405 I've got the fourth round on lock bitches 405 408 and 411 so if you let any any seriously buried possible diamond could be shiny tinfoil underneath a mound of trash if any of those guys falls to me I'm going to be snatching them up and they'll hop onto my taxi squad and come along for the ride but uh, we'll get more into the draft as we get closer to it um, no big changes on the site until May 1st May 1st the um, the NFL draft will be done all of our taxi squads will have to be up to par it'll have to be the rookie uh, sorry no rookie players it'll have to be just uh, second round player second year players at that point um, on there anybody that you've got stashed right now that's a third round player you can uh, but on May 1st everything has to be in line and um, a little bit after that um, we'll get set up for the bottle draft and just click forward on this if we go to May so the 7th May 7th the bottle draft goes on our rosters expand and uh, we get going really in earnest for 2016 but that is um, weeks away got a lot of time a lot of things can and will happen um, and we'll talk about it um, and, and like I said maybe I'll, I'll get the uh, get the gumption together to take a look at the individual teams what they've done where they've been where they're going all that stuff in there probably not but I can always uh, dream so anyways if you made it to this point in the uh, podcast then you have no life but I really really appreciate it um, this helps with a couple of things that I'm trying to do so uh, to always get some time to talk on the mic and get this recording set up um, working is appreciated so let me know if you listen to this or not and I'll talk to you later bye guys thanks and let me know if you need anything okay see ya